Welcome to the Dirt Bike Reader Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and in this episode, we are chatting to David Walsh. Massive interview just before Fink, and once again, I know it is before Fink, and Fink was a long time ago, but that's the way it rolls. So this is a really cool episode. I was very fortunate to be able to sit down in his shed amongst a mount of bikes, which was just something special, and to be able to chat with him about kind of his past and future in uh, motorcycles is something really cool and uh, something I really appreciate. So thank you so much, David, for your time. It was really cool to kind of see the inner workings of your mate, uh, and plus what it's like for you a couple of days out of things. So enjoy this episode. Make sure you go like and subscribe to, to everything that we're doing because hopefully we can just keep growing and bringing more and more stories. We've got a few more after this one and there's a couple of big, big things coming up at the end of the year. So please go follow us. Go follow all the writers that we uh, have chatted to as well because it really means a lot to, to be able to keep them going, grow them as the brand that they are and help them continue racing, which is what this is all about. Thanks to our supporters as well, B&B Off-Road. Whole Shot Graphics, On Point Minor Suspension and Adventure On Store. Thank you to you, the fans, for just being absolutely awesome. And get after it. Cheers. All right, welcome to the Dirt Bike Reader Podcast. My name is Jeremy and I'm here with the king of the desert, David Walsh. How are you, my friend? Yeah, really good, mate. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast again. Oh, look, look. Sorry that we're we're pushing you around, mate. It's it's probably the worst week to be interviewing, mate. It's <laughs> it's a busy time for you. Nah, it's all good. It's all part and parcel of it, I guess. So. Just just fans everywhere, <laughs> just rocking up to your house, mate. Um, look, it's it's such a big week, and um, like what kind of goes through your head like leading up to an event like this? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's good just to keep busy. Um, and now managing the team that we've got, the KDM team, it, it helps my, keep my mind off of things with organising stuff. And, uh, you know, then when all the boys sort of arrive, they help take off uh, a bit of the load with that. And, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty hectic. But, yeah, just trying to keep my mind busy really helps. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've got Carusi and Apro in the shed. Like, the people that you'd want behind you going into an event like this. It must take a, a lot of pre-running and, and kind of testing to get to this point, though. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, so my cousin Liam Walsh moved up here this year for four months and uh, he's on the team this year and, and we've just sort of been bouncing off each other and pre-running together and uh, it's been really good. And, and yeah, with uh, Mick and Apro here and, um, of course, Blizzard, he's down here as well. Yep. He's just out in the truck at the minute getting more gear. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, without them three boys, it would definitely be a lot harder. Mate, absolutely. But let's go back. How did it all begin for you, my friend? How did you get on a bike? Uh, so it all started when we were kids, you know, think I'm a local here, so the, the events like Christmas, yeah, you know, it was better than Christmas. Everyone was always more keen to go out camping and my mates are still the same. Like they've been bludgeoned, doing nothing at work for the last week, <laughs> just getting everything organised and yeah, so, uh, you know, I sort of had an interest in the sport as a kid doing that and then it wasn't till I was like 13 and my old man sort of said, oh, well, if you want bikes, you know, we can look at doing that and... We got into racing, we got, you know, we were doing all right. Uh, and then the sponsorship in Alice Springs, you know, for motocross wasn't that big. So right. the, the sort of sponsorship was towards the Fink because it was the biggest race. And so I, I sort of stopped my motocross and when I turned 16 and, uh, yeah, sort of focused more on Fink. And, and yeah, I was luckily, lucky enough to sort of catch the eyes of Colin Ross at the start um, and he really helped me out. So... I got on board the KDM team and uh, was supported with them for a few years. And uh, then I sort of, I know, got into a bit of a rough patch of my life and took a year off riding and um, and then, yeah, found the passion again and, and got going and was back with Honda after that. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, I was lucky enough to get back with the KDM guys in 2016 and 
And here I am, 2023, still still going strong with KDM. I mean, you've got an impressive record uh, with Fink, and um, I think it's, you've also grown up as a local, seeing some of the the best go down the track. You know, Greeny and, and Grabo and things like that. Had, did they inspire you from a young age? As you said, you weren't into motocross, but did you still see them and, and want to ride like them? Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, that they they were the top riders, um, and me as a kid, like Randall Gregory, he yeah, was a big Gregory, inspiration. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he was unbeatable out there, and um, so all those local guys like that, it was really cool growing up and watching them, and, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm just very thankful that I'm sort of in the position I'm in, like I never dreamt of this, I always thought I'd just want to compete one day, and, and yeah, to be lucky enough to sort of win the event is, it's you know, something that I'm very proud of. Absolutely, and uh, the wins have been consecutive, what, three now, I think it is, you're about f- fourth one, I think you actually get tied with Randall, I think, or... Yeah, I can't remember the stats, stats but it, it, it's up there. To think that you're in that position to, to be lining up for your fourth, like how does that feel com- compared to like, you know, when you were coming across the uh, KDM at the start? Oh, it's incredible. Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, I just, I never pictured myself being in this position, you know. I'd, I'm, I'm just extremely lucky that I've had the support that I've had and I've been able to, you know, progress at this sport and at this event. Um, I mean, you know, being a local, it also bloody helps, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just extremely happy where I am and, and I'm looking forward to yeah, trying to defend that title for another time. So say we go all the way back, what was it like the first time you ever you ever stepped onto that track and, and had a run? How do you see it from to where it is today? Um, oh, I mean, that first first pre-run, I, I loved it. Like, it was just so mm-hmm. fast and so different, you know, to motocross and things and just the high speeds and big warps it was just it was pretty wild you know and there we go there's the missus home with the kids (laughs) um so yeah it was it was it's definitely pretty cool she'll see us yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean compared to now i guess back then it was very new now it's you know it became a hobby it's sort of turned into a bit more of a job sort of thing now and um as much as i still love riding dirt bikes and that i've i've definitely seen a lot of the thing desert track <laughs> so I absolutely mean, yeah so you know it's i still really enjoy it but yeah it's i've been doing it for a long time now well that's it like if could you put a number on the amount of times you've been up and down the track oh no idea i think <laughs> i think the boys worked it last night that it was about eight thousand k's this year eight just this year yeah so <laughs> mate yeah it's pretty intense no, i don't think anyone who's got eight thousand k's on the track <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh mate yeah so. and i guess that's what keeps you at the front of the pack too like that knowledge you must know every every hundred meters of that track if even lesser than that yeah and that's um that's why i've gotten pretty lucky this year i've actually got a navigation role in the trophy truck so I'm doing the double this year. Yeah, I didn't know if we were allowed to talk about that. That's, uh, that's huge news, mate. How did, yeah. how did that come about? Uh, literally like three weeks ago, I uh, saw the Robinson team, OBR, out the track. They were um, just having a look around and they had Brent Smoothie with them from mm-hmm. Smoothie Co. And he said to me, mate, what are you on to do? Like, what are you doing? You're on a navvy? I was like, yeah, I do. And he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm fucking serious. I said, yeah. So am I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if anybody's going to navigate, though, it's got to be you, mate. Well, that's why he's sort of like, you know, you're going to know the track better than anyone, so why not? This is Sophie, my daughter. Hello. And this is Jeremy. Say hello. 
Hello. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Nah. But yeah, no, absolutely. If you're going to have anybody go down the track, it's going to be yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, we got to have a little ride in it the other day. And um, yeah, that truck is insane. I can't believe how, how well it handles and everything. This is my wife, Kate. <laughs> G'day. It's, it's totally fine. We can yeah. edit all this out. It's not a problem. Yeah. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, we, we went down in the truck the other day and um, I was blown away at how mm. well it handles. And I mean, it's a Mason all-wheel drive um, trophy truck from, it's just landed from America not long ago, like a week and a half ago. So it's, yeah. It's and cool. I guess it, it was such a short turnaround. That's why it hasn't really been promoted saying to do the double because the double is a big feat. Not many people have done it. I think uh, your Toby, Danny Foote did it last yeah. year. There's been a couple, but for you to do it, has it taken any way, anything away from your prep? No, nah, not at all, because, I mean, it happened three weeks ago, so <laughs> nothing's really changed, you know. Yeah. I've just been uh, hanging out to sit in the car and see what it feels like, and, yeah, we got that opportunity, so I um, yeah, just cannot wait to for race day and line up yeah. a prologue in it and, and, um, and, yeah, see what this truck can do down a straight line. So when it comes to, to racing over the years, I know the great thing about the desert is everybody's mates. Like you're all, everybody kind of gets together. But who has been kind of the rider that you've been that you've kind of lined up next to, going, yeah, he's really going to push me this year. It's definitely Jacob Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been right. He's been there every year. He's fast, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it sucks because he's such a great bloke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so. I know, it's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's definitely, you know, he's always been one that's been on my mind. And, and again, this year, you know, we're one and two, so... Yeah. It's gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be a battle, um, and you know, there's other riders out there as well, such as my cousin Liam Walsh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Callum Cal Corey, Norton. yeah, and Corey, Cal Corey yep. McMahon's looking really good, and mm. yeah, Callum Norton's looking yeah. real fast. So it's a lineup. I mean, and it's, I think that's a great thing now. You kind of see these younger guys coming through, like Jack Simpson last year, kind of came out of semi nowhere to to get third and really push Jacob when he had probably not as much experience on the track as you boys do. So it's great to see that it's really stepping up. Yeah, it's good to see the young guys coming through because <laughs> I'm sure Jake would tell you the same thing, but him and me he'd probably getting on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it'd be nice to keep the young fellas at bay, hopefully, all weekend. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I tell you what, the best story I've ever heard from Fink is the one from last year. I think you, Jacob was saying that you thought about hanging the helmet up because you overtook him on the first day and gave him a bit of a thumbs up as he went past, mate. It's still one of the best stories, mate. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got a lot of time for Jacob. He's a great bloke. And so when I sort of got up next to him... You know, it was polite, gave him the room and gave him the thumbs up. And <laughs> polite, was, mate, just yeah. just showing him the way. <laughs> no, I just, you know, yeah, that rooster hurts, so <laughs> you don't want to be, you know, coming across on someone and cutting them off. It'll, if you're doing no. that, you, you're definitely going for positions. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that was happened last year because you started so far, not, not so far back in the pack, but definitely not where you wanted to start. What happened there? Oh, uh, look, I mean, I'm... I don't turn that well. Anyone will tell you that. I'm a straight line racer. I'm a one-hit wonder. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I had a bobble on the prologue track, which sent me off course in the middle there. Was, I sort of got stuck in a buggy rut, and the buggy went off the track. Mm. So I sort of had to pick my way back on. Um, and then, yeah, I, like, I still prologue third and just wasn't on that the first grid, which mm. I wasn't real happy about because of the dust. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like I, I wanted to get them boys before deep well. Yeah, I did. knew it was a bit of a task. Yeah. Uh, but I was pretty happy when I saw their dust and, and yeah, was able to get around them. And then just once I did that, I, I just sort of settled into a pace because I knew them boys were the direct competition. And, and I just said, you know, in my head, I was like, right, just cruise, get to think. And if they pass you or catch you, I've still got a minute on them. So just, just get there safe. And so for you, is, do you have a favourite part of the track compared to anywhere else that you feel fastest? 
Uh, it's definitely asked to deep well. I feel fastest. I don't know why or what it is about that first 70Ks. I think I must just be that nervous and pumped up. I'm probably hitting things too, you know, <laughs> a bit stupid. Probably shouldn't be doing it, but I don't know. It's just too anxious, I guess, to be yeah. out there and just getting into it. And, uh, and as, as for bikes too, you would have definitely seen a progression in, in the development of bikes. Are you at the point now where you think the bike is, is the best it's ever been or how, can you look back and see things that you'd want to take from other years? Uh, so it's pretty funny because, I mean, every sort of three years, KDM upgrade the model. So I, I feel like last year we had a, a great package for this model and it's and I'm, more or less I'm on the exact same setting as I was last year. I haven't changed anything. Like right. GDR suspension, of, yep. you know, he's all over it and we've, we've got this bike handling amazing. It was the same in 2016. It was like the last of that run. Yep. And then we got the new model. And it took us a year or so to sort of figure it out and get it going. And then 2019, which is yep. the first one I won on, we had that handling awesome. Mm. And then we had to start fresh again. Yeah. So next year will be interesting because we've got everything perfect. But now we go to a new model again. Yeah, and it, it definitely seems to be the way. Like you talk to the other guys, and I think Jakey said the same thing. His 2019 bike was a rocket, and in 2020 he really suffered. Or well, 21, I can't remember. And uh, it does seem to change on you. Does that worry you coming into next year? Uh, not really. The, I mean, the team I've got behind me, uh, it, it, you know, we can work it out. Mm. It just means a lot more testing, which that's the hard part. I mean, but that's why it's good that we're locals and Greeny's a local. Yeah. So he can just ring him up, be like, mate, I just need you for the weekend. Can we go out and do some testing? And he comes down and, and works his magic and we're yeah, happy again. And especially because if you, you've got that motocross background coming across. Did you feel real comfortable just going straight on the bike down the track or did it take a little while for you to feel comfortable at those speeds? No, I felt pretty comfortable straight away. Uh, I don't know why. So, like the speed sometimes scares some people away, but I think maybe it was also because I've grown up here, watched it as much as I did. It was always something I wanted to do, whereas mm. other people probably don't look at it like that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I felt real comfortable on the track. And with, with so many cool people, like being a part of KTM, you would have had like the Toby Prices and the Ben Grabhams and things like that. You would have really like been under these amazing riders to then progress it yourself as, 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 to get to as fast as you are now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have um, had the chance to work with some pretty cool people. Uh, and one of those people was probably Ty Simmons. Uh, yeah. He was yep. a really good friend of mine. Well, still is a really good friend of mine. And, yep. and him and I like, had a great time together on the team. So, yeah. you know, he was probably one of those people that was you know someone i really liked riding with um and then you know grabo was amazing toby's yeah. a freak um <laughs> but uh then you also have glenn carney he was a team manager yeah um so yeah red if you're listening you're a champ <laughs> uh but yeah he really helped so much and uh he was just really easy to ride for because as a team manager you know it was nothing was ever impossible he just always seemed to work everything out for us and, and all we had to do was worry about riding and it made it really easy and so what about style wise like do you kind of you have your own real style of riding but do you think you kind of have gravitated toward anyone else that was above you and, and picked up things from them uh no not really to be honest like i haven't i've never really looked at someone else's style and, and tried to to copy it i'd say like um I feel I was I used to be a bit of a skinnier kid, which wasn't as helpful out here. I, I I'm getting older and the weight starts packing on a bit, <laughs> yeah. but I think that sort of helped and helped my riding style a little bit, a little bit stronger on the bike. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as yeah, imitating someone's style, I haven't really sort of watched anyone to do that. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you, you come up to the, these races and you see so many people and different way they hit the, the whoops or square edges and flat. So you definitely have your own smoother style and I guess that also attributes to the bike that you're riding as well. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, if you're not on a KDM, Andy, you're already two steps behind. So, um, so we're pretty lucky. Big in call, that mate. Regard. It's a big call. <laughs> it's, it's true. It is true. Uh, the results say, but I mean, saying that, like, say Corey McMahon, he was like third, fourth last year, a bit of a controversial thing, but he was on a 450. So it really shows that it could come, the 450s are, are getting back up there. Yeah, I mean, and he's an int- incredible talent. So oh, absolutely. He, he kid can ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a 450 is definitely fast and it's got the speed, but it, it is difficult for a 450 out here. Yeah. I mean, the 500, I don't know, you know, the Husky as well. Yeah. We just yep. got that Beautiful. little bit more torque, a little bit, yeah, more in the heavy sand, you know, than at the high speed than the 450. But also saying that it's your knowledge of the track, you'd know where it gets soft, you know where it gets hard, those kind of things. When you're pre-running, what are you kind of thinking about when you go down the track? Nothing? Not really, just logging Ks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the track always changes, so you're always looking for a better line. Uh, there's always new holes, new square edges, so you just really got to map them and, and try and remember where they are because when you're hitting them at speed, it bloody hurts. Well, absolutely, and are there parts of the track that change more than others that you know? With this rain, it, it gets tricky, so the cars will compact a lot of that dirt a lot more right, uh, okay. and the edges will get a lot nastier. Right. And, you know, that's that's something I've, like I've ridden a couple that have been a little bit wet. Uh, like last year, there's a little bit of moisture down the other end. There's a lot of blue groove. Uh, it's so what's like, a blue groove? It's like where they compact it down and it's like riding on bitumen, basically. Wow, okay, yep. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, there's no sand left. They're just all compacted and it's big, nasty square edges, like <laughs> hitting gutters, literally, at 160. Sounds lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good fun. <laughs> Because I've never, I, this is the first time being here and, and checking out the track. I didn't, it's, it's great to see so much footage that, you know, Jaden from J.E. Edis has put out on you and it, it just looks smooth and fast. But when you get on the track, it, it, it really doesn't show like how technical the track actually is. It's not just holding it wide open. There's, there's a lot on the track to nego- negotiate. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, and there's so many different terrains that you cover throughout the race, you know, rocky stuff to hard pack straights yeah. to silty sand. to There's some off canvas section as well. I didn't yeah. even know that you yeah. had that. Yeah, it's pretty wild out there, you know, and like a lot of washouts and things. So it's definitely, you know, it's just got a little bit of everything tied into one sprint. (laughs) Yeah, look, really, you go through so many of the terrains. But like if you look further back in the pack, like a lot of people will say it's the weekend warriors that come up that really make the race. You must must have some sympathy for them as well because they hit everything. Yeah, I've got so much respect for them guys. They must be so much fitter than I am. I mean, (laughs) but yeah, like it it is truly without them guys, we don't have an event. Mm. And it's so cool to see them still coming out and still supporting um, this event and you know I hope it, it continues for years to come because it, it for this town Alice Springs it this race seriously means everything to the people that live here it, yeah it, it's like town goes crazy so absolutely like just going around and t- you just everybody can pick them out a mile away the tourists but the race has been in doubt this year like it must be kind of worrying for yourself yeah it definitely was uh you know I was uh, away at the time when they sort of raised the doubts um and yeah, it was pretty heart wrenching to be honest. Like, as a local, we all, you know, we all want to see it. We all want it to go ahead. And uh, like me and my mates, we've been out volunteering to try and put up stuff to help. You know, because mm. it's a volunteer run event at yeah. the end of the day. And I don't think people really understand that. Like these people are doing it in their spare time. And, yeah. And the club really, you know, deserves a lot more help because it's such a massive event and how they've grown it to what it is. Like, 
they just they just need people to listen to the rules and do the right things so that it, it is going to continue for years to come. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been so off and on. And I think you, you read all the posts and they do need people out there bunting and things like that. And I think for those who may complain that it doesn't run, well, then if you haven't put the time in to, to help it, it's, it's kind of on you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, it doesn't take long. Just head out, help out where you can or, or just abide by the rules. It's pretty simple. Well, that's like, it, yeah. You know, just it's you know the signs every kilometer for the first 80 k's oh everywhere yeah right. you see them all over the place yeah I plus mean, all on the posts that people are reading to kind of get information it's all through there so there's i guess there's no real reason that you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to know what the rules and regulations are to go to this event no nah, that's that's dead right and i mean you know the hats off to the club for for still managing it and, and that we're all here and that the race is on this weekend so. absolutely and it's, it's an awesome thing but uh the other part is when you get to Fink, what's it like there? Like, you know, that's that Sunday night when, you, when you've when you got in there. Do you jump in your wheelie bin and do you turn off or you are? <laughs> what, what happens? Yeah, no, nah, Blizzard makes us get in a nice bath. <laughs> so we all dunk into the wheelie bin for five minutes and see <laughs> little fun he has with us. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, no, nah, we just kick back, relax, talk a bit of, you know, shit with the boys. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the boys work on the bikes, Mick and Apro, just make sure they're all well and good and... Yeah, we have a bit of dinner, a bit of laugh, and Mate, off it, to bed. It's such a crazy little town, so like, think you, you, you definitely have to be a local down there by now, mate, doing eight thousand games. <laughs> but uh, when you get there, do you realize? Do you change much to come home? Like, does a track kind of change the bike setup in any way? Nah, not at all. We, I mean, our bike stays exactly the same for the return trip. Um, it, it just depends, I guess, where you're sitting time-wise as to how you really attack the track, because. Uh, Luckily, last year I had a little bit of a gap and that ride home for me was just a lot easier. Mm. I just got through the rough stuff and, and then just pinned all the straights so that, you know, you, you get home safe and if you don't cross that finish line, you, you know, you don't get the cherry on top. Well, that's it. And, and there's been, what, twice now that you've had a DNF? Uh, so they must really still burn in your back of your mind. Yeah, no, they definitely still hurt, but that's motorsport. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing and especially out here, there's so many unknowns in the desert and... Anything can claim you. So. Well, that's it. I mean, one of your DNFs was then when Stokey came through and took a win, which was which is a beautiful moment. Now we look back on it. Um, I guess for you at the time, it also. Do you think that it was it was just meant to be? Uh, he was always deserved a win, no matter what. I mean, he was always the fastest, one of the fastest locals. Um, and that year, he rode with a broken hand. Like, yeah. You know, people don't really realise that he had had it operated on and, and he was, like, days before the event, me and him were talking and he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to race, like, I'm in too much pain. Mm. And I was like, mate, you ride at 70% and you're still on the box. Just, <laughs> like, come yeah. on. And sure enough, he won. And it was a very deserving win for him. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful win and, and obviously a, a horrible thing that happened just after that, you know, and uh, did that kind of shake you in regards to racing? Um. It definitely did. I mean, losing a friend like that in the sport that we've all done growing up together. And uh, and locally as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Dame was a well, very close friend of mine. Grew up together in Alice Springs, riding together. We travelled to SA titles all in one car together. Like, yeah, it was definitely something that shaked the cage. Um, but, um, you know, that that's just life, isn't it? Like, mm. you know, you got to pick yourself up and keep going. And, and he wouldn't, you know, he'd be... He'd want us to do that, that anyway, so... Absolutely, and you've really... You've, not only have you taken it to the next level with your racing as well, you've really just grown the whole sport all over. I mean, there's so many more people coming into the sport because of what you're doing, because Stokey, all the guys behind you, I mean, you guys are the leaders of, of the, the desert crew and, and riders out here now. 
Yeah, I think the desert scene's sort of getting more popular and there seems to be more desert races sort of popping up around the country, which is awesome. Uh, you know, there's the Don River at the end of the year, which I didn't have that good yeah. a run at, but um, <laughs> well, my cousin got the win there, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, that was your kind of your first big race with corners, mate, and yeah, that didn't work yeah. out. No, I still crashed on a straight full of whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. What's going on? <laughs> oh, man, uh, you know. I told you I'm one hit wonder. Yeah, that's it. Like, Fink is your, is your baby. But does that mean we could probably see you at, say, the Gas Dash or Kargoolie Desert Race? Or Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's not something I'd rule out. I mean, they're, they all look like awesome events, and everyone that's been to them has said they've had nothing but a, a great time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely need to try and plan out my years a bit easier. I've got a business now, small family. My wife's probably ready to sack me but <laughs> but yeah now you know i've been pretty lucky for the events i've done and and yeah we'll just take it as it comes and then i guess that would also then take away your time pre-running as well which as you said you've done eight thousand k's do you think those eight thousand k's are keep, as what keeping you out of front as well oh they definitely help um but i could definitely miss a few weekends here and there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah you're yeah. probably at that point now mate you know there's really not much more of the track you can learn nah not really i can <laughs> sit here and draw it for you <laughs> <laughs> is that something you do think about a lot like are you, do you find yourself like driving to work and start thinking about like the 27th kilometer or the 164th kilometer or something like that oh uh, when i'm on the bike i definitely think of every section like it's a big mental game mm. uh, on the bike it's not you know it's not just so physical i find especially especially last year when we had that bit of moisture mentally i, I got to think and i had a headache and same when i got home because wow. because square edges and that was so much worse from the the bit of water that was just compacted the dirt from the cars like you i was like found myself really focusing on the track more to try and look for edges because how do you look for edges at your speed mate <laughs> what oh, are you looking for? yeah you're just trying to skim them <laughs> trust me <laughs> yeah but if the more you can see at least you know you can get out of their way do you can you kind of gauge how far ahead you're looking at yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've probably just gotten comfortable with the speed now and it's just become sort of second nature to you your know, eyes read it and vibrate adjust. Out. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Like, you try and see those speeds and your eyes are vibrating, trying to keep up. Have you, you just, over time, have you just got this kind of like gyros in your head for your eyeballs? Yeah, normally, like, every year it's the first pre-run. You just don't see a thing all day because your eyeballs are shaking around in your head. <laughs> and then oh after that, it's like your body just adjusts and Mate. it's like normal. That's that's so crazy to think that, yeah, you kind of just have shaken your eyeballs into a, <laughs> yeah. into a stoot that it just yeah. happens now. Just like an auto-leveling sort of thing. And then we, we you had 2019, which a lot of people say would be the roughest year that it was. Cause it, and then you ha we had a break for COVID. What did it feel like to have those breaks with COVID? Uh, I mean, initially I was pretty cut up because I finally got the win and then I was like, oh, I can't even defend it, you know, <laughs> yeah. I might as well just retire, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I think the year off probably probably helped in some way, helped get the drive back to want to keep riding because right, yeah. uh, it was, you know, a long slog to try to get that first win and, mm -hmm. and yeah, after the year off, um, yeah, then to come back out and, I mean, unfortunately that, that next year there was the accident. Yeah. Uh, and if you ask my mates, I only, I've only won two and a half, according to them. Oh, <laughs> good. I like that, 100%. That's what we're going to post, yep. Oh, man. The next morning after Prezzo, I had to do an interview in, in this exact garage. And I was pretty dusty, not going to lie. And they've walked in, and I'm looking at me trophy and me mates. There's the one on it. They've done the dash and two. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. I'm trying to like scrub it off with this TV interview. Brilliant. <laughs> I like that. So, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Pretty funny. Uh, yeah, we'll go change your uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. half king of the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But like that was that's another big thing. Like the 
they also was the fastest year, I think, as well. Uh, last year, yeah, yeah. Last year was like, like, did you ever think that Fink would get to that speed and, and that time? Uh, after the, all the track work that was done in that year in COVID, yeah, I sort of figured it was going to be quick years. I mean, you can't really compare year to year just because no. of the amount of track work that gets done. Um, and yeah, like, yes, it was the fastest they've got, but I don't look at it like that because every year is different. I mean, you know, normally around the two hour mark, you were cheering for a, for a, a podium, yeah. you know, and, and it's just that the, the amount of track work they put in. Yeah, it, it just whoever takes the track the best on the day. And you took it uh, you took it the best. And there is a lot of track work, which are, are you a part of that committee to help with the track work and kind of tell them where to go? Nah, not at all. I mean, Glenn Oric, he sort of does all that himself, um, spends endless hours out there in the grader. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of guys that help him. But, yeah, it's been the same dudes for years, man. And without them people, it's, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's like it's got to be like something that the town obviously has so much pride in to be able to go and just commit every like every weekend to. Yeah, I mean, it, like, that's what I'm. I can't say it enough. It's Christmas this weekend for yeah. everyone here, and and yeah, without those local people and uh, all the volunteers, we wouldn't have an event. So it was just you know thanks to them, mate. Look, I think it's one of those things where I also. Really hope that we can get you over into into the rally scene as well because it's all kind of part and parcel. You may be a one-trick pony here at Fink, but there's definitely got to be somewhere in the future some rally. We got offered to do a rally. It just ended. It was the Taklamaran in China. Yeah, I think Burjo. Michael yeah. Burjo's went to do that, yeah? Yeah, so we were meant to go do that, but um, we were just sort of running out of time a bit with stuff we were setting up here, so we never... Oh, you didn't, couldn't over. fit in a sneaky rally, yeah, mate? Come on. Yeah, we only probably would have just been landing back <laughs> yeah. in the country. <laughs> yeah, 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 after your decon. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah that, that's, that's definitely on the cards, then. Oh, but, you know, something I'd always wanted to have a go at. Uh, and, you know, I got to do the Baja 1000 in 2019, which I was devastated with COVID that we didn't get to go back because uh, the offer was there and, and, yeah, COVID sort of killed that for us. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to most forms of it. It's just time, try, yeah, time and, and money trying well, to get that's there and it, get it yeah, Young family and, and business and everything. Um, when, it, when it does come to overseas racing, though, and most of us, like the world just looks at the Fink Desert race and just goes, this is, this is absolutely bizarre and crazy. Is there a race that you look at kind of in the same light? Oh, it's definitely Dakar and, and the Baja 1000 mm. for me. But, I mean, I've never really done the road book type thing and I, I don't really know, like, that scene. But uh, Baja for me, it was uh, it was just crazy, like, just the whole scene and how, like, I'm so, st- you know, stuck in my ways of one track, don't get off it, you know, no yep. cheat lines, you go over there and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, take the best cheat line you can find to get <laughs> to the checkpoints. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so it took me a couple of days to get my head around it and work that out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know, that was an awesome experience. Uh, and just the way that those guys ride over there is completely different to how we ride here. Mm. So, like, we sprint, whereas they are, it's all about conserving the bike. Yeah. You know, it's such a long event and, and it was weird to watch. We sort of watched the 1X bike come through at one point and it was a Top Gear pin straight and he was, like, just cruising, like, not revving it, just cruising along and i'm looking at all my mates and we're like what's what's he doing (laughs) get on it mate but you know they just know the system and they know how to save the bikes and and get it to the end and yeah i mean they probably look at the aussies and you guys and go man they're gonna kill that bike (laughs) but it's just kind of a normal speed for you yeah yeah i mean different different beasts i guess but yeah and i mean that's why you know there'll be a clip of you just absolutely hauling down think and it gets millions of views and all that kind of stuff but i suppose that also then just shows what what level you guys are at here at Fink? 
oh yeah I, you know until you really experience it, it it's it's pretty crazy to try and explain to someone like you know our bikes can probably get 180 on some hard pack oh. on dirt and and the, the cars are doing over 200 and like the track's not smooth no it's not the, and, the whoops until you and sort the, of oh. see it in person it's it's pretty hard to explain absolutely like i no, i haven't seen yourself but like Brody waters the other day blew the doors off us and I just could not understand the speed that these guys hit and, and how you can just be so comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just practice like anything else. <laughs> you just get used to it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty intense and insane and, yeah, sometimes you find yourself out there going, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but then at Don River, did you find the speed was a little bit slower there and, and you, you kind of felt a bit more kind of not scared but a bit more nervous than you say here at Fink? Uh, I mean, not really. I just, I found I probably should have done a bit more homework before I went there. Like, you know, I I didn't really, I knew we were in a river, but I didn't know like how heavy it was going to be, what the track conditions sort of were. And so I went there with, you know, the wrong setup, I'd think set up, which, you know, you soften everything up out here and, and it just wasn't like meant to be in that heavy sand yeah and, right um but it was also a sight lap i probably should have had a sight <laughs> lap i think it was um, probably yeah young cody stevens i sort of he come past i was like oh yeah he's been here for a little bit i'll just jump on the back of him and see where he's going and yeah sure enough i don't remember much after that mate it is, it is one of those things where you're not your home turf and yeah i guess it's probably just a rushed event for you as well but i guess it's still cool to see that you are going to keep going and trying other events even uh even if it's not your home ground. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's it's why we ride dirt bikes, because we like riding dirt bikes, and, and you get to see some pretty cool parts of the country doing it. So, mm. yeah, more than happy to go and have a look at other races. Mate, it, it's it's a credit to you, and uh, I can't believe what you guys do, and, and to see how far you've come, especially from like the, the, the pack of riders that you've kind of come up through, it, it is cool to see that you're still pushing it as hard as you are, but you and Jakey both going as hard. In your older age, you know, you've got, <laughs> not old, but in your older age with these young kids coming through. Is there any, apart from Liam, obviously, is there any rider that you have your eye on to think, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to come up and, and take the podium at some point? It's definitely Corey McMahon and Callum Norton. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not sure of how old Corey is, but yeah. Oh, like 14, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it looks it. <laughs> um, but, you know, Callum and Liam are both 22 years old. Yeah. So... And Callum's looking fast. I don't know if you've have you ridden with him much over the last couple of months he's been here? Uh briefly one day, but yeah, not not a hell of a lot. We've gone down before together, but just sort of separately. Mm. Um but I mean when we was on the team together, yep. we used to ride, you know, flat out. So I, I always knew he was gonna be something out here and it was gonna be quick and I think it's just, you know, getting that experience out here and, and learning what the track does after cars hit it. Yeah. And he had um, a couple of he had a bum year last year and it was a bit unfortunate and but it, no, he definitely seems like he's definitely going to be on it this year. Yeah, and he's back on the KDM. Well, you know, <laughs> that's a good point. It is yeah. a good point. And, I mean, Sam Davies as well. He was another guy that was really up there with him, but um, unfortunately he stepped away. So it is an exciting time. And you've still got guys like, you know, Grabo and Longy, like still in the top 10. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good to see them boys still coming back too. And, yeah, it's a good one for all those old boys, I guess, to keep going. Yeah, especially Grabo keeping the pace too, mate. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of worrying. If he yeah. turns it on, mate, you may have trouble. Yeah, it's like, oh, mate, just piss off, give us a break. <laughs> you've yeah. got your four wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then if Toby gets on, mate, yeah. then you've got a real run for it. Yeah, that's it. So there's also, I'm guessing there's also a massive list of people that you need to thank for uh, for getting here as well. Yeah, I mean, of course, without the uh, help from sponsors, we wouldn't get to the start line. So I'd like to really thank KDM Australia, Heath Motor Group, uh, Heath Motor Group, Ozcon NT, GDR Suspension, 
uh, WP suspension, Alpine Stars, Oakley, Pod Active, Motor X, uh, Steg Pegs, Michelin uh, motorcycles, IMS Imports, uh, sorry, IMS Products, Vortex Ignitions, uh, JTR, Talus Security, uh, Granger's Glass, Nala Springs, Carusi Motorsports, and uh, Danny Apro Motorsports, uh, Source Studio, Super Sprocks, EK Chains, Custom MX, Top Line Seats, uh, R Tech Plastics. Uh, twin air, air filters um, and yeah just all really like to thank my wife for putting up with me all this time and uh, my <laughs> mother for all her help with the kids yeah absolutely man it's been awesome to see and uh it was also to see such a cool bike i mean it's over there in the shed put together it looks absolutely amazing yeah just i uh, need to clean it up a bit but <laughs> it'll get there one day no one needs to know that man they're only going to see the bike on the track don't worry about it yeah that's it <laughs> but look, we have three questions before we finish, mate. Uh, it's called the Brito Trio. Uh, most embarrassing crash or incident you've ever had? Uh, possibly the Don River. Yeah, knocking myself out in the sight lap. That's pretty embarrassing. That's that's pretty embarrassing. There's got to be something else, though, man. Like from down the thing where you're just showing off, doing something you shouldn't have at, a, at an MX somewhere. Um, I crashed twice, so two years in a row in the same corner at Fink, and it got put on helicopter footage and was on the highlight reel one year. <laughs> so that was pretty That's embarrassing. It. That's the one we wanted, man. That's <laughs> it. Uh, music that you listen to, like you, like either to go to the race, come back from the race, chilling out, what, what is it? Oh, I don't really listen to too much music, but when I do, I'm normally a bit of an old school cold chisel fan or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Nah could imagine that man just cruising down the road and yeah, <laughs> listen to that stuff and then your bucket list your golden ticket event like full full KDM factory sponsor where would it be what would it be event to go to yeah yeah and compete in Any, but it doesn't have to be KDM it could be Formula 1 it could you could be the ball boy at the volleyball who knows like it's totally up to you mate um oh look a, a formula 1 would be pretty cool Ooh, uh, but for me it would probably be the Isle of Man my um, man, hells yeah, TT yeah. all the way. Yeah, that is insane, that race. So that would probably be one event I'd like to go to. Probably not compete because I don't really No, no, you have to compete, man. You have to compete. This is the thing. Possibly put us in a sidecar and I'll be the swinger. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, mate. Wouldn't you rather be in control? Like, nah, I she'd be right. If you're going to do it, go all balls to the wall. Mate, Guy Martin style. Just absolutely hang it out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, look, man, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you after the race and see how you go. No worries. Thanks, Eves.